Okay, so um, my name is Beth Guide. I'm with Vertical Web. Uh, we are a digital marketing agency here in Houston. And like Sandra said, I've been doing this for the better part of 25 years. So really, there's there's really no question I don't know the answer to. I mean, I'm sure somebody will find something. Like, don't ask me how to make a million dollars like in the stock market or something like that. I'm not good at that. Um, but uh, overall, so tonight what I decided to do was we are coming up on the end of the year. Um, so what I, I wanted to do is I wanted to get back to basics and start to, um, talk about what, where we are, what we're doing and, um, you know, what is SEO and what should you guys be considering if, if you want to go down this path, is it a path for you? Um, and, and how do we get there? So, um, that's our topic for tonight is basically beginner SEO with training wheels. So, um, I think the first thing that we need to uh, talk uh, about. Another thing I wanted to add was I was telling them today uh, and yesterday in our small business success series that, you know, you need to know about SEO and how it works. Even if you end up retaining someone to, to, to manage your website mostly or to write your content, you need to understand what they should be doing so that you can guide your own employee or the entity that you connect with to um, help you raise your search engine optimization. So you need to know enough about it to make sure that the person that's helping you is taking you in the right direction for the, your do the dollars that you're spending, or you could be learning how to do it yourself here. Right, Beth? Yes. Um, I've, I've always said that if you sit in my classes for six months, you have a good basis to be able to start to take this on yourself um, from that standpoint. Um, and, you know, you said you need to know what they're doing. I'm going to actually say that if, you have the uh, a web uh, an SEO company, and they don't know what they are doing. They actually can harm you. And um, I want to make sure I cover this on the front side. Um, I'm going to touch on this very briefly, but this is an example. Um, at the end of September, uh, Google put in a penalty um, for content that's not helpful, but they're actually after AI written content. Well, I have a I had a customer that was with us for years through March and they decided that they wanted to go um, with a cheaper alternative uh, and their website kind of basically is all smashed up now because the new person put AI content all over that website and as a result Google has penalized it and knocked it back down from you know it's down by about 90 percent. So the thing is, is that when you when you have a relationship with an SEO company, you may not you may want to do it yourself. You may not want to do it yourself. But the, but the other thing you need to do is hang out around here so you know what not to do. Um, question is, what is AI? It's artificial uh, artificial intelligence. It's like Jasper AI. You can go places, copy AI, put a few things in it. It'll give you a paragraph of text that you can use. Well, some of these SEO companies. They used to uh, they used to hire people in um, foreign foreign countries, uh, a lot of times in Pakistan. Um, and as a result, Google understood English as a second language and actually penalized against it. Well, these same kind of people um, now are jumping out and they're using these AI tools to build the content. And when they do, Google's now penalizing for it. So I, one of the things, if you walk away, you need to know whether your content's being written artificially or if it's actually being written by a human being. 
um, because it makes a lot of difference. There's uh, some sentence structure things that it, Google can pick up. There's a lot of um, a lot of issues uh, with it. So just tread lightly. Don't use it. Uh, but if you have an SEO company, you need to make sure they're not using it. And you also need to make sure that they're not hiring writers out of the country off of Fiverr. Um, that they're, I, if I were you, I would be asking to speak to the writers. And if that's balked at, that that's a red flag. Um, you know, you should be able to talk to anybody that's writing for your website. Um, so that, because you're the subject matter expert. So this question says, huh? Go ahead and ask about, I was going to say, this question says, how do you want me to ask questions? Just like you did. That makes me very happy. If you just stick them all here in the little web chat scroll, um, that the, question and answer function it gets a little tedious for me so that's why i'm like i'll be happy if you just stayed in chat and i'll be happy to keep up with the chat as well so um we're used to chat both beth and i so that yeah. works out okay and then um regarding you mentioned fiverr you know i mean yes. a lot of these people know what that is but some of them don't so all right so fiverr is a place that you can go and F hire somebody more, and the right? premise is uh-huh f-i-v-r is that it yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And the and, and there's places like Upworks and people per hour, but what they are, are places that they're free uh that they're low cost um uh what do you call those uh, uh, uh the the names ex uh, escaping me. They're just like contract labor that you can hire um to do a job for you or to write a page for you. So some SEO companies go to Fiverr. No, Fiverr, not Fiverr, Fiverr with a V. Freelance, that's what I was trying to do. And then I said free and it made it sound like, thank you, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, Fiverr. So you go there, you hire a guy, he writes the paper for you. Um, you pay a lot less than you would pay somebody with a college education here in the United States. And as a result, um, Google knows it's English as a second language. They often penalize for English as a second language. Those of you that speak second language know that word order is different. We have, um, you know, uh, different, we don't have gender and tenses the way uh, they do in other countries. Um, and it's a very common word order is different and Google picks that up. So, I think the best defense against this on the front side is if you have a company, you you ask to speak to the person that's writing your website. And if you're not allowed to speak to that person, I might have a, a big pause, um, you know, because it, it, it really is important. Um, I, you know, maybe sometime I'm going to do this helpful content update thing here because it, it has been so arduous and so many people that didn't know better that um put their trust in somebody else have been penalized for it so i, I just need to make sure you guys aren't ever in that boat and Are that's that's them, something to avoid yes ma'am them to use fiverr or not use fiverr no don't use fiverr heck no okay so so while we're getting the the spelling of it in the chat that doesn't mean that we're telling you to go use it yeah somebody's trying thing. to understand what i'm saying right. with my new jersey accent yeah it's but yeah let's not go to fiverr because you're going to get somebody that's not going to really be you know and like i said english as a second language is really problematic you know i i often kid around and say in all truthfulness english is not my second language is my second language as well although i don't have an accent so 
Um, you know, but there's certain word orders and certain dialects and accents that you can pick up on people. So I would just, if you have an SEO company, I would be asking to speak to the writers. Um, you know, that's a good, it said, would it be okay to do a logo designer artwork? <sighs> you know, I, 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 theoretically, yes, but I'd rather see you go to 99 designs than do that. But that's just me. You know, I, I, I don't know. You just have to know who you're doing business with. And I, I, I know there are a whole bunch of, you know, maybe some of them are nice, honest people, but you're going to spend a whole lot more time digging around on there to find the honest guy than so I'm just now that you've mentioned it you said you'd rather them go there if I was going to pick some behind some guy in India and I guess 99 designs is there too I don't know I I, just be careful I'm not going to advocate going to some of these places just because you know just be careful I mean that's all I mean that's all I've got to say yeah, the work was great. What work did you have done is, I think, is what the question becomes, you know, because the uh, work being great, if it's an article written, um, yeah, see, here you go. Find a college student who's studying in the field to do the work. I mean, that's that's not that's a that's a much better solution than than going and getting somebody unknown off Fiverr. Um, especially when it comes to written language and written verbiage. So let me let me just say that part. Um, this is I want to optimize my social media by merging my two business. Okay, that's a little bit off topic. If we get to the end, I'll come back to that. Okay, because that one's that one's a little that's very very specific. Um, so um, anyway, all right. So let's let's kind of go on here. So I, I just want to make sure you know who you're doing business with and make sure that you understand that content created outside the United States or by artificial means are a problem. Okay. Um, all right. So um, anyway, all right. So let me just tell you what I do so we can maybe stop. I am an SEO company here in Houston and we do web design. Okay. So I, I, I see everybody saying, can I recommend the company? I, I can't recommend the company, but I can tell you that I am a company. So that that hopefully that we can we can kind of we can kind of read on that one. All right. So let's kind of go on with our whole what is a search engine? What are they? Where are they? What are we doing? Okay. Um, so a search engine was developed at the early part of the internet to go in and index all these web pages that were out there and make a directory. And when you searched, it would come up with the closest. Um, match to your search. Uh, just the same way it used to be basically a Boolean search, you know, type it in, I want this, put it in quotation marks, it pulls away and it pulls the closest match to it. If you're somebody like me that started their company, um, you know, back in some of those days, um, it, it was it was interesting because it was really kind of like shooting fish in a barrel to make a website come up in on the first page. Um, when Google came along, it changed a whole lot of things. But um, I want everybody to understand what we're talking about here when we're talking about what is a search engine and what do we want? What are we trying to achieve here? OK, so the search engines go in, they index the pages. 
as time went on, they had to develop mathematical computations or algorithms that helped ferret out what was the best page for the answer. Okay. And because they were asking that, um, that question, um, they were coming up with signals. And you'll hear me say signals. Those signals have gotten very com complex. There's probably thousands of signals now. I think there's really, at the end of the day, there's probably 10 to 20 that really matter. There's probably 192 that are out there if you know how to push those buttons, but you should never really get to that unless you're you know, really competing in something really specific and so on. So with that said, um, what we've always done in this class is always talked about the algorithm. Now, I've never really said that word, but when I talk about how to put a page together, how to build a web page, how to build a website, what website builder to use, what hosting company to use, um, all of those things factor into the algorithm, okay, in one way, shape, or form. So I often talk about what do we need to do um, to make sure that we're we're meeting the requirements of the mathematical computation? Am I sending the right signals in? Am I doing the right thing? Am I building my website the right way? Um, and if you can master the signals, you can master the search engine, even Google, okay? Um, Back in the early days of the internet, I always th I always feel like that's a funny phrase to say. Um, we're going back about 25 years, give or take now. Um, the search engines all were started on shoestring budgets, some of them in college dorm rooms um, or by college students. Uh, they were free because nobody was looking for money. And little by little, what was happening is they would start to go public. You, you remember that there was a whole lot of that. I think I always say the worst thing that ever happened to Google as a search engine was it going public because it then had to make a profit. Um, when I teach these classes, I am always teaching these classes of how to get your traffic for free. I don't really ever talk about how to get traffic when you have to pay. To me, paying is easy. As long as you got money, you paid them, they send traffic. But that may not always be qualified traffic, and that may not always be the right traffic, and it and it may not be um, where you want to be, and it also may not be co um, cost effective. Uh, when we used to bid on web hosting as a term to get customers, um, we would send anywhere from ten to twelve thousand dollars a month. Um, now, an, uh, or a good solid paid search for web hosting, you're looking at a million dollars a month. I, I don't have a million dollars a month, um, and I, I wouldn't. I don't even know that I would be interested to try to do that. But I, everything I've ever done, I've always done for free. The other word for free is organic. You see it says yes to organic, okay? So everything we teach, espouse, talk about in this class is how to get free traffic, okay? And I'm going to say this is sort of a money, uh, um, a numbers game. 
the more traffic I have, I will close a certain percentage of that business. Therefore, you know, the amount of traffic you have is a direct co coefficient of the amount of money that you make. Um, I do think that users are getting more savvy than they used to be in the old days. Um, you have to touch people a whole lot more. Uh, I was in a seminar back at the beginning of the year, and, and Google says you have to touch somebody 40 times before they're willing to do business with you. Um, that's a whole lot of touching. I, I, you know, I don't even know how else to say that phraseology, but it's, it's a whole lot. And for a small business owner, you might be saying, well, how do I, how do I survive that? What do I do with that? And my, my approach has always been to put you guys in the best possible place for you to win. So if we are experts in our field, we have much more likely somebody's going to come across us repetitively um, they may hear about us, they may see our website, they may see our name, they may, there's multiple different ways that people, people take your business in, but you have to be willing to be out there. And it's not just, I'm going to put up a Facebook ad, or I'm going to post, you know, happy wine day. Um, I, I will say on the other side of the coin, um, those of you that, that know me, um, I have a little puppy. His name is Cooper. And when I tell you my entire customer base knows Cooper, um, that they asked me about him. So now Cooper has become a brand ambassador, whether I intended that to happen or not. Um, he's as much of a brand ambassador as I am at this point. So I, you know, people are following along with us and engaging with us just simply because, you know, they like the dog. So, you know, the information, the clinic, um, everything I do, um, you know, and that's the way you guys have to adjust your thinking when we have that type of a, a world that we live in. Um, but with all of that said, we just need to put CPO, huh? <laughs> so yes, he's our, he's our little brand ambassador. He's the cutest little thing. But anyway, moral of the story is you just, you just have to, um, you just have to know that, that you're doing these things. Um, somebody said, look at my shirt for the name of the company. Um, I will tell you that during a work day, you will never see me without some type of brand on my body. Okay, whether it be my jacket, even it's on my sweat jacket. Okay, and my jacket, my shirt, my dress shirt, you name it. Uh, the only thing I didn't put my brand on was my vehicle, just because I have a tendency to blow my horn and uh, exhibit some aggressive driving tendencies. So I didn't want people to go throwing bad reviews up because I ran them over on 59. So just just saying. So that's where I drew the line. But uh, but that's how we have to be thinking because um, we need to do these things. But everything I said to you is pretty much free. It's just a, it's just a way of doing your business and the way of running your business. And what I'm saying with this is the the organic route is also free, but it requires a lot of elbow grease. Now you can hire somebody. We can talk about hiring in a minute, but. Um, if we understand that we're going for organic traffic. So I'm going to bring up my screen here just for a second because I want to show you all something so we make sure we're all talking about the same thing here. All right. Um, I'm going to go to Google. 
And I'm going to bring up my screen. And on my screen, I am going to do a web search. And we are going to search for, uh, let's do electricians. All right, so that's what we're going to do, okay? So we bought up this page, and it gives us several segments. So you have to understand what the segments are that you're looking at. Because this is a localized search, it brings up local businesses in Katy, okay? It also brings up um, organic results, which are these results here. These were not paid for. Okay, and if I come all the way down to the bottom, I have four, three ads. Okay, and they're delimited by ads. And let me tell you about these ad things. Google has been struggling for years to get the ads to look like the organic listings so that people were more apt to click on the ad than they were on the regular organic listing, okay? So uh, under, understand that part of it, all right? What I will also tell you is this went to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court said you have to do something to make this not be deceptive to the end user. So that's why this little ad word is out here to the, to the left is because if Google had their way, you couldn't tell ad from non-ad, all right? Ads are expensive. Um, ads when you're placing your own google ads you're competing with somebody like me and that's not always the best route to take okay um a lot of there's a lot of mistakes done with it there's a lot of people taking the ad and not building um a a, a, a true landing page for that ad um, so be careful with the ads. I'm not advocating the ads. I'm advocating going down the free road because I think the free road is the best road. Um, I want to show you a few more Google landing pages so you understand what we're talking about. Okay, so um, uh, let's see what I did. Uh, so we're going to use our little brand ambassador on our company Christmas card. So I was debating today whether to put him in an ugly Christmas sweater or an elf costume, or a Santa costume. So I started with the search that says ugly Christmas sweaters for dogs, okay? Because we were going to try to find my little puppy a ugly Christmas sweater. And I'm not so sure that we don't do that, okay? Um, but if you notice, I have ads right here at the top that are done as display ads. So when you look at the search results, you are presented with pictures and pricing that you're shopping across this, but you're actually being presented with people that actually pay for ad space in that space. So you can see somebody at Amazon is paying for it. Somebody at Pawfork is, and Chewy is leading the pack. Okay. So Chewy actually has two um, and I'm sure if we went down now, organically, Amazon is sitting in the number one spot. And then you start to have other other intrusions 
The next thing that they did is they came up with the what is the best dog sweater, and then they put some more ad space and some imagery in here. So this is more stuff that they're just pulling and putting and dumping here, which makes us have a little bit more competition to try to get in this, this spot here to serve, sell our ugly uh, Christmas sweater for our dog. And then last but not least, we have Etsy. So if I was selling Christmas sweaters for dogs, I've got a lot of competition and a lot of noise on this page to be able to um, to be able to make an indent. Um, I do appreciate the ugly Christmas sweater. I think that's what I'm going to go with. With his coloring, he's, he's chocolate, and I, and I actually think that he would look fantastic in an ugly Christmas sweater. So uh, that's what I'm leaning towards over an elf. But um, they don't say ads. These, because these are being stripped off of aggregator sites, okay? So you're right. They don't say ads. I don't think these are paid for. I think only these are paid for. See, it says ad here. Because again, remember, Google's job is to trick you into checking, uh, clicking on the ad. If I was in a room with you guys and I said to you guys, who clicks on ads? I think we would have one person maybe or two put their hand up. For the most part, I think everybody thinks they don't click on ads. So Google's kind of gotten cagey with how they they display um, stuff that they're selling so that there's confusion so you're more apt to do that. That goes back to me saying what I said initially, which one of the worst things that ever happened was Google went public because they did. They became very aggressive in this ad space. Okay. Um, and you see how hard that they work to be able to, to put this together so that you are more apt to click on something that makes them money as opposed to clicking on something that um, doesn't make them money. This Tipsy's Elves, this website here is an organic website with, uh, with well, they got a lot of ugly dog sweaters. So I don't, huh. We're not spinning a win. But they got all kinds of sweaters here going on. Um, so, but they, they did a good enough job to land themselves in the first spot or the second spot. Um, well, you know, that's an interesting point you're making there. Um, but that's, um, that's not necessarily true. All right. So this is how that works. Sometimes they go by off of TikTok. But they're, they're looking at their informational searches that way. But when it push comes to shove, they're either going directly to Amazon or they're typing into Google what they're looking for to do to research to get the reviews, come back um, and do that. The What's going to be interesting is when they age into being about 50 years old, um, are they going to stay in TikTok, which, you know, whatever the new iteration of TikTok is, or are they going to come outside of that and come back to a search engine to do a base um, a base informational search? Because I think that's where, if you ask Google, that's the draw for them is an informational search. Um, you know, like I said, I started on Christmas sweaters here just to see what was out there. I ended up going to Amazon. I spent about a, 35 minutes on Amazon comparing elf outfits. I don't need to do reviews on it on the dog sweater, but I'll tell you what I did go and do. Okay, so I'm a Mac person. I, I 
very proud of that. I'm not a Windows person. But I tried to consider to buy a Microsoft Surface. And I went and I researched and I researched and I researched and I researched and I read reviews. I went to multiple websites. I went and as it ended up, I ended up buying an iPad because I still think there that that ended up being the better after putting in all the things I did and reading about where we were, that ended up being the better choice. So, you know, there's that informational search and that's what we're trying. We're trying to eventually what I teach here is how to capitalize on that organic search, okay? Um, if you want something goofy about why I bought an iMac, I mean, I guess I could do that, but I'm looking for, um, I'm looking for, you know, good, hard, solid information about something before I usually make a buying decision. What I will tell you is I used to ask people, um, and what I noticed is that, um, the millennial crowd um, really was big into reviews. They wouldn't even buy a pencil without spending, you know, they wouldn't even make a $10 purchase without going and reading reviews. So there is an absolute uh, informational aspect to all sales. Now, like I said, I picked Christmas sweaters because really what I'm doing is I'm looking and I'm going, huh, what's going to look best on my little chocolate dachshund? All right. And I'm like, I don't think he's going to look good in green. I think he needs the one with the beer mugs. You know, that's what I'm that's what I'm doing over here. You know, so that's a different kind of search than whether I want a Mac versus an iPad or um, here's one. I was working today um, on a website for homeowners association and um, I, I needed some really specific things done uh, to make this work. And I ended up doing a side-by-side -side comparison of two applications for for membership. Um, so you do that. I don't. I don't think I would be able to do a side-by-side -side comparison of two pieces of software on tip, TikTok. And I, I think that's a that there is a there is a there is a component to that. There is some of that. Um, but at the end of the day, a good old-fashioned organic search. You're going to pick your CPA firm or pick your your doctor, you're not going to go pick that off a TikTok video, I, I don't think. And I mean, if they do, then I, I have to wonder what the heck they're doing, maybe. I don't know. Um, but I think there's that aspect of it. So just so you understand that Google has worked to monetize this entire process, okay? So because I understand what their game is, I'm going to want to go ahead and start to come up with something here that's going to be able to compete against a Chewy, a Target, an Amazon, um, you know, even an Etsy or, um, you know, there's a few organic sites in here, but not very many. Um, now, this is an interesting example. Um, this one here, you know, that you can t write a video on how to how to you know build your own uh, ugly Christmas sweater. So there, and if that's too hard for you, you can probably go buy this from this person. So there's lots of different ways to approach this. What I will say is the eight ugliest Christmas sweaters for you and your dogs. That's the right approach. You notice how these are on the on the first page. They become these written words that I'm telling you about. 
because Google's looking for those type um, pages to be able to index them, process them, and then put them in a chronological ranking order on their website. So there is some of these informational pages like I'm talking about that are sitting within the first uh, page of this, and those were the cost of those are simply whatever it took somebody to go ahead and write that page, okay? Now, Google goes and let's let's kind of explain how this does. So Google walks around the internet um, and it spiders it. That's the proper term for it. And what it does is it follows links from place to place to place to place. So if it finds a link to your site somewhere else, it follows it to your website, it goes to your website, it finds where there may be a, a link out to another website and so on and so on and the process repeats. They are constantly indexing, crawling and indexing pages daily. So they take the information in, they apply this mathematical formula to it and then they re-render their search, um, their search uh, display page. What I will tell you is that once they set this page, they may not refresh it for a day or two. Um, they may not refresh the result for a month or two. So that may just be, you know, you never know what you're dealing with. Now, I'm going to say this time of year, ugly Christmas sweaters, they're on top of it. If I come back in March, my bet is they're not really worried about Christmas sweaters in March. Um, it says, are these words being pulled from a blog? Um, the answer to that is they're being pulled from words on a website, okay? If it happens to be on a blog, yes. What I'm going to say is my guess is this is the iHeartDogs blog, all right? that If I had to guess, that's what this is. So he's got – this is their pick for the 10 um, – the 10 – ugliest sweaters out there and they've got some answers here the other thing that they've done okay so this is this website is interesting because it is not a true i'm going to sell a christmas sweater it's designed to sell ads you notice there's ads all over it so they what they want you to do is either buy this ollie box um or they want you to go and be an accident lawyer or top injury lawyer, something somewhere generated that, so on and so forth, okay? But they wrote this page specifically to get into that ugly Christmas sweater search results so that you you clicked on them and had exposure to their website. I'm sure this one is the daily dog is probably the same thing. So it is a, it is a blog site that talks about it. Let's see how these people are monetizing things. Let's see where that goes. All right. So far, this is pretty. Uh, let's see if that's a. Yeah. All right. So this page is designed to link out to Etsy and a few other a few other pages. That's what their that's their goal here. These people. So you have to understand. Um, well, and you know. What I will say is they're all right, so they must have a all right, so let me tell you how they're making paid money off this page. They're they have affiliate programs with Etsy, with uh 
familypajamas.com, uh, Amazon, another I win one. It looks like another Amazon thing. So they have multiple sites that they're sending those to, and they get a kickback off this. So their whole purpose for having this website is to get residual income off the sale of these products. So if I click on the Alpaca Cactus Christmas Print Ugly Sweater, um, I'm going to end up giving a portion of that sale will go to the owner of this website. Um, as much as you say, great idea, it's a double income. When I tell you, you have to have a whole big pile of traffic to even, it didn't used to be, I will say that it didn't have to be, but now it's a, it's a, a huge thing. And I will tell you that Google is looking for some of this kind of stuff too. Um, but overall, this makes the case for the ugliest Christmas sweater. It does what we want. It's an informational search. It serves a purpose to the end user. Um, and yeah, see, these people have little affiliate programs back to all these other websites. So that's what the purpose and reason why this page is here. I was even looking at this one. I'm not even sure why they were linking the CNN. They must be somehow involved with these tipsy elves because the tipsy elves people are, maybe they did this as a link to the tipsy elves to help support that. Moral of the story is, this is a blog site written to send affiliate links and make money off the backside. It's not really a good career path in 2022. I'm just going to say that. Okay. The other thing that they do is they look at backlinks from other websites to find you. Um, they also look at sitemaps. So everybody that has a website should submit a sitemap. Okay, and that is done through Google Search Console. I may be talking blah, blah, blah in your ear right now. I understand that. Um, but, you know, you can go Google um, how to add a sitemap to um, Google Webmaster Tools or Google Search Console, and it will tell you how to do that. Um, there also is a thing, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. Um, and network solutions may be mad at me and I apologize if they are, but, um, submitting your website to search engines is not a thing anymore. Okay. So there used to be a point in time that you would build a website and then you would go submit it. And there was like portals that you could go do that through. Um, you could try to ask Google to, uh, go search a, uh, uh, submit a single URL to them. Okay. I'm going to tell you, you got a really long wait if you're going to go that route. Um, but search engine submission for $99 a year is not a thing. So please don't be paying network solutions or anybody else $99 to submit your website to search engines. Now, I guess you could argue they'll go and submit one URL to Google and truly they have they have fulfilled their obligation, but it's not a thing anymore. I mean, so I don't, I don't, you know, it's like saying, uh, you know, talking about cassette tapes. I, I still have a cassette tape player here in my house and it still plays cassettes, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to go buy cassettes anymore. Okay. So just, I want you to understand what I'm kind of talking about. All right. This says when you search and find your term in a result in bold text, but the, but turn, I guess takes you where, 
All right, but terms you want are not on link once you click there. Is that illegal? Eh, yeah, kind of. Um, but it really more is something on that page. You shouldn't see that a lot on low end. On low end, uh, you should only see that on low end. You wouldn't see that on something like Christmas. It used to be a lot you could do that. Um, I mean, people at one point, I'm going to date myself here for a second, but they were running porn sites and putting Titanic on the page so that people looking for Titanic would go to their website. Um, but for those of you that are too young, that was a movie with the Leonardo DiCaprio back in 2000. Um, but, you know, people were using that that word Titanic on sites that had nothing to do with it, and they would let it go. Uh, Google's not really going to let that go now. I'm just I'm I'm here to tell you that that's um, that's really not a thing. Um, and don't try it. Uh, and they're weeding that out. I, I will tell you they also put a new update in again. Oh, God, three days ago. That's a spam update that they're looking for those pages that say the same keyword a hundred times over and over and over again. So. Um, they're really cracking down on bad habits. They really want you to produce good products uh, or a good product. If you um, ever took this class, I don't, I can't see who's in here to know who's been around for a while and who hasn't. But um, some of these guys that have come to this class, they've been part of this now for the better part of 15 years. Um, and they would have heard me tell you guys that um, at the time, nobody cared what you wrote. Just put it together, make sure it matched what it needed to match, and at the end of the day, just kind of go on about your day. Um, now I'm going to tell you that not only do they care about what you wrote, it better serve a purpose and it better be really good. And if it's not, you better go back to the drawing board and start over again because it's got to be good. Now, that doesn't mean to use the phrase, well, I'm not a good writer. Um I'm only asking you to write on an eighth grade level. I'm not asking you to write on a on a you know a doctorate level, um, but I am going to ask you to be an expert in all you do. All right, so that's going to be how we're going to win this game. So this question says: Are the search engines looking for specific words or specific word groups? Uh, yes and no. Um, if you asked me that question probably five years ago, I would say yes, and there would be no no. Um, now Google's looking for themes of words. So theoretically, you can rank on a term and that word that word not be on the page. Okay, um, we we've seen it with things like moving companies, um, mover Houston, Houston mover. Um, you don't necessarily always have to have that word on the page for it to rank. Some of the top uh, pages don't have the actual keyword in the page. Um, sometimes it does. Um, I, I have some tools that we use that kind of go and look at the top 10 sites so we can build a relational profile of them. So let me tell you what I'm, what I'm looking at here. So if I look at this page I have on my screen, okay, I'm going to throw out these. I'm going to say I have a so shopping aggregator site. I really can't count that. I'm going to use this Tipsy Elves one. I'm going to throw out Target. I'm going to throw out Chewy's. I'm going to throw out Etsy. I'm going to look at this, uh, the, the doo-doo.com, which is the best ugly um, 
Christmas sweaters for dogs. I'm going to look at this 10 best ugly, ugly Christmas sweaters for dogs, the eight ugliest Christmas sweaters for dogs. And I'm going to use those websites to formulate what I think should be ranking on that page. So I'm going to bring up this, this, let's go back to one of these here. Uh, this one here, where the hell is it? Let's go with the eight. So the eight ugliest Christmas sweaters for you and your dog. Okay, so you notice it didn't say for dogs, it says for you and your dog. So Google still gave me a ranking on ugliest Christmas sweaters for dogs, even though the keyword was split there on that, right? So I'm come down and I'm looking and I'm looking. So I have that up there and it says the daily dog does not provide vet advice. Okay, it's that time of year again, Christmas, hop, ugly Christmas sweaters. Notice the four dogs is not there. The hilarious idea has become so popular It actually companies who started their own company specifically to sell ugly Christmas sweaters. Okay, again, not for dogs, okay? Um, as a pet parent or a, a, a pet parent tends to grow and uh, at the pet, oh, as pet parenting tends to grow and grow, there's more products on the market. You notice they still don't see the phrase for dogs, okay? So this is where this, this becomes a group of words, words on the page thematically. They know this page because it said eight ugly Christmas sweaters for you and your dog, that somehow the dogs are involved and that, that Christmas sweaters are involved and they picked this out to be one of the better pages to rank on Christmas sweaters for dogs. Okay, so this is an example of, yeah, the keyword can be on the page. Yeah, it doesn't have to be on the page. Is it spammed into the page? Is it out? Where is it? How is it? Thematically, is this page right? Um, I I have some some tools that I can compare one page over another that does the math for it and says, hey, your page should have this word, this word, this word, and this word in it. Um, so there's multiple different ways um, to go ahead and approach that, okay? Um, so uh, that's the answer to that question. Uh, let's kind of keep going on here um, and let's let's see what else, like kind of go because I think we're going to get to that. Um, all right. So. All right. So. Um, all right. Let me come back over here. I was reading this. This is not a. This is a different question. Okay, so the next thing, so we know we're not going to get submitting. We know that they're crawled. They know that they do mathematics on pages, and then they spit out the results on the search engines, okay? Um, what I will say is, I'm going to kind of segue to the next piece of this. If I wanted to really say what are the main core components of the Google ranking factor, I am going to say that um links are important um content is the most important thing um and then the whole technical aspect of this um is a big deal so in the 36 some some odd classes that I've done here with Sandra this issue comes up every single time without fail so we might as well get it done. every single I, I mean have we ever had a class yet that we've not said this in seriously no, all right 
what the question says is my site is with Squarespace. Do I need to do anything to optimize SEO with their website builder or is SEO mostly built in? Okay, I'm going to start with the bottom. SEO is never built into anything, period, end of story. The platform builders, i.e. Squarespace, Wix, Weebly, Shopify, they are not designed for SEO. So when you build a website in those platforms, you really don't have a chance of competing against somebody that builds the website right. So if you, here's an example. If I sold religious medals in Porter, Texas, I might be okay with a Squarespace website. But if I want to sell Catholic jewelry and medals sitting smack in the middle of um, Houston, that website's not ranking. Um, I can't tell you how many people I have come to this class that say, I built my site in, web in Squarespace, what do I do? The only thing to do is not build your website in Squarespace. Um, let me let me say something about that because it, that always you know makes people's hearts sink. The web like Squarespace and those all those other ones. If you want to build a website where you send everybody to it, you know then that's this is just a place to hold your your materials. You know what I mean? But but if you want people to find your website because of search engine optimization and pick the right words for it and the right design for it and all that. You can't do that with Squarespace because because it just doesn't work that way, correct? So if you if you're only building a website to send everybody to it yourself, then Squarespace will still work, correct? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, get, absolutely. Right. So if you get your website, you know, uh, you know, some someone else has your website link and they're promoting it for you and things like that, then then that'll send people to your, but you just, there's just no way to make the way it's, if it, if you build it well in Squarespace and people like it when they, when they get there, you know, that'll be good, but, but you're not going to be able to attract people to it from, you know, the way you design it, like, like people that do build their website in WordPress or something like that. So that's why when people are just getting started, it might be easy to start in web in, in uh, Squarespace because it's a place to have a presence, but there's a point at which you might want to say, okay, I've, I've outgrown uh, you know, Squarespace and I want to create my own website, correct? Right, right. I, 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 I'm just saying, if you're sitting in an SEO class, um, my, my best advice to you is not to be planning to do SEO with a, with a Squarespace website, because, um, that's, that's not something that's going to have a successful outcome. If your ob objective is just to have that out there, um, and just to have something out there, then yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, and this is, what do I recommend? I I've said it, I'll keep saying it. It's WordPress is the right answer to do this in. Um, it, 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 Google looks for that code. They know what that code is. They know a website that's built in WordPress. Um, I, I, I tend to think a lot of these, if I really started to crawl through them, a lot of them are, you know, built that way. I, I, I will say that we get in, um, to a lot of different um, situations. 
um, that, you know, Amazon, well, Amazon is not built in WordPress, but it has, it's so big and has so many links to it that that basically offsets the fact that it's not built in WordPress. It's built on a customized platform that Google is okay with. Um, so, you know, I, I, for uh, but for you little guys, if your goal is to go rank on something, um, you know, I, I, I think that I, I would have to say um, that you need to go ahead and start to, to, to do, you know, to look at moving to WordPress because it, it, it's not viable to do it in Squarespace or Wix or Weebly or any of the platforms. I'm even going to say I'm not so thrilled these days with places like WP Engine either. Even though it's a WordPress website, the hosting part of that is hampering those websites. So... Um, I, the answer is, and this is, I have a e-commerce site with Shopify. Can it be migrated? Absolutely, it can be migrated. Absolutely. Um, Wix is a little bit more difficult to migrate, um, but they're usually five and 10 page websites, so they're not like some big deal. All right, so it says, what do you recommend then keep getting spam messages from people with Google emails to optimize my website? Um yeah, don't don't get involved with the people with Gmail addresses that say they're going to do that. They're, that's a bunch of the malarkey, I guess is a good word for it. Um, and then it says I have a, yeah, okay, so we're all caught up. All right, so um, the next thing uh, we want to cover is I was I was going to talk about is going through is one of the biggest um ranking factors besides the the platform and besides the content is links okay so i'm going to i'm going to touch on this briefly so you're just aware of that this is going on um google looks at links as votes for the website um if i get a link from somebody large then i get a whole lot more credit and google thinks i'm a whole lot more trustworthy so if you have a goal to win the business plan competition and you win it and Miss Sandra makes a link to your website as the winner with the website address in it, well, you just got a link from HCC. That alone for me would be the one reason to go win the business plan competition because of the value of that link from winning that contest or placing in that contest. Okay. So, those links, the more the better links that you can get out of more expensive properties and better properties um, are extremely important, okay? Um, and I think that's um, I think that's a big deal. Um, and I think that we need to look at that and we need to understand that. So let's let's kind of also talk through links just a minute here too. Um, Links are the original um, votes for a website, okay? Um, if I make a link, I then say that I find that information to be credible or I find that information to be important. Um, I think that's a, that's, a, that's a big deal right there. Um, those are the more, the more valuable the link is, the more credit you get, the more credit you get, the higher you get pushed up the search engine. That's just the simple reality of it. So if you have, if you sell, let's do this for example. If you are, 
you sell something from Samsung and you're a distributor and Samsung's willing to make a link back to you on your website, you want that link. Um, if you work uh, with somebody like Exxon and Exxon puts out a press release saying they just approve doing business with you and there's a link on Exxon's website, that's a link you want. Um, if you, I, and this is a true story, I was just talking about this in the daytime class. I had a company that Make-A-Wish came to and said, look, this young man wants this uh, set of AV equipment um, and wants the house retrofitted for his um, his disability. Um, and our, our customer went ahead and did it. We got a list from the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So we have a link from Make-A-Wish. Um, Working with the United Way, working with Food Bank, anything that you do that you can get a link off these high-profile entities, you need to really look at um, and and pull back and go ahead and, and and see if you can procure that link because those links are really, really super important. Um, Google always says that they have never they've never counted links, but everybody knows darn well that that's exactly what they're doing. Um, high quality content tends to bring links. Um, again, we kind of touched on this today, but like uh, I have a page that I did that talked about Chamber of Commerce and your website and why it's important. And what we ended up figuring out um, is that video has links from the Atlanta Chamber of Commerce. It's got one from Wyoming. It's got one from Indiana because the information was so good. Those Chamber of Commerce is actually linked to our website and linked back. So in Google's eyes, that's a really big deal um, to, to do that for. Okay. Um, uh, hold on a minute. So let's see. This next one says, what's the difference between Rank Math Pro and Rank Math Agency? Basically, the number of uh, websites that'll do. Um, uh, you know, the, the business plan is probably the better. Actually, if you only if you, if you only have one, you don't need the agency. You just need the business pro, the, the pro one, I think. Um, but I, I'll tell you, I think Rank Math is the superior product these days in the marketplace. All right, this says, if we pay extra money to pay for domain privacy, is there a way that our personal home address could be leaked? That really isn't what I'm talking about tonight, um, but you shouldn't have to pay for domain privacy anymore because everybody's domain information is redacted uh, unless you agree not to have it redacted. Um, uh, let me show you here. Just so everybody understands what this question is, although it's I, I, it, we need to kind of stay on point because there's a lot to cover here. Hold on a minute. Okay, so who is this one doesn't have domain privacy on it, but you see it says redacted for privacy. It's because several years back. The uh, European Union came in and said that if you're giving people's information away, um, there you could be fined. So all the WHOIS information on all the domains was redacted. So that's not really paying for domain 
uh, privacy is really not that much of a thing anymore. Snack one says, I want to know what website somehow populates all domain names that just explain. That's not something I even want to talk about in this class, how to how to find domains that are propagated that are, I mean, that's not something here um, that that's not related to what I'm talking about. So um, you can send me a private email on that and I'll answer you that offline. All right. Um, all right. So then we're talking about links. Um, what I would say to you is that you guys need to make sure that you do know that if you wanted to get links from people that you could do that. Oh, I missed a question here. It says, if time permits, would you explain what Google index is, please? Okay. Google is an index. So that it's an interesting question because it really comes down to what is Google and Google, Google is an index. It's a directory of websites. It's just millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of them. Okay. So that's, that's what they call it. It's a Google index. I put my term in and it goes through all of them and pulls me to best answers. So that's what that's what they call it sometimes is the Google index. All right, so got those answered. Let's see if I missed who I missed over here. Anybody? Yes. So this is a good question. This says, I have a healthcare business. Should I be looking at health and healthcare research related websites? I do have HIPAA concerns about building a website. Okay. So First of all, if you don't push anybody's name on the website and you don't take any public information in and store it, you, you, you're pretty much HIPAA compliant. Um, the uh, about the you should be looking for related links to healthcare. So an example would be if you accepted United Healthcare um, and United Healthcare made a link back to you as a provider. Um, I've seen uh, Medicare sites. Um, that have gotten links from Medicare.gov just because simply it was a Medicare site. So um, links back that way are very important. The, if they're related to you, even all the more important. Um, you know, so you want to you want to make sure that you know what you don't want to do. If you're a CPA, what you don't want to do is have um, crazy links from a shoe store. Um, because you're a CPA, you know, so you, you want to, you want to make sure that you have relevant links if you're, if you're looking for that. But what I will say is this, um, things like, uh, West Houston area ministries, you know, we, we gave some money to them in the past and we were able to get a link back out of them. Um, we had, uh, um, uh, the Pelsian, uh, we gave a whole, we had one of our clients give a whole bunch of stuff to Depelsion and Depelsion put out a press release saying that this was donated. Um, there's a lot of these things that, um, that if you really think about it, uh, Blue Santa, I have a company, a company that participates with Blue Santa in Austin every year to support the police. Um, they get a mention every year from the the uh, San Antonio and Austin police departments where they do their Blue Santa uh, things from. So the moral of the story is I I'm telling you to do nice things for people, but um, maybe saying do nice things for people only if they give you a link back. 
You know, I mean, I I don't really necessarily mean that, but I kind of do at the same time. I would find the if there's a will, there's a way. I mean, if you work, if you do something the United Way and United Way says you work with them or the Rose says you work with them, that's great if they make a link to you. All right. Because that shows that you're local and that what you're doing and, you know, all that kind of stuff. All right. Says build more landing pages, which will increase SEO ranking. Um. So people use the word landing pages, and it makes me a little cockeyed because every page is a landing page. Um, the real use of the word landing page tends to be more um, along the lines of I put up an ad. I want somebody. I want to make sure that when they land on the ad, the ad matches the content that I have. That's what landing pages is meaning. So you don't want to just put up ad type landing pages you want to put up meaningful pages that people land on so like sandra just put down here she was putting in that you know you can get the the class off the off our um website um and she's right we'll get the 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 link from score and we'll go ahead and commute that over we'll put a nice page with it and we will post this class up on the website, and that will be up there. Um, that's a useful page. It's a landing page, but it's also a page that sends signals to Google that we're um, an active company, that we do videos, that we have podcasts. We have links back from Apple. We have links back from – you know, it's funny. I did get a link back from Google, and for a while it was a follow link, and now it's no follow link. So – Google was giving us links, but they're not giving as many as links now as they were before. Um, so with that, with that said, um, you know there is there is um, multiple uh, different ways um, to to get a link and get a link back um, from from stuff. So uh, I just want you to know that that's out there, that they need to be relevant if they can be. Uh, what, another thing you don't want to do is get a link on a page that has no traffic on it. That's kind of a bad thing. Um, the next thing I'm going to say is that we want to do, speaking of this landing page situation, um, I, I would also want to talk about um, a page and making sure that you're adding pages on a regular on a regular. Uh, thing sandra can you uh do something i gotta i hold hold sure. on one second i got a mini sure. thing here. Uh, you guys might not have noticed that earlier you had asked me about information regarding the business plan competition and so i posted uh the link to the business plan competition on the uh, in the chat so did everyone get that do you did you see it it uh, it was at 654 that i placed it in there and i wanted to mention to you that um, the business plan competition is no cost. And the business plan, I'll put it in there again uh, so that you don't have to go looking back up at it. But the business plan competition is no cost, although you have to apply to get into it. And if you get into it, then there's a lot of free training and advising throughout the competition. So let me go back and, and uh, get my uh, stuff and I'll post it back in there again. And I wanted to tell you that people pre-qualify to apply for the competition by taking uh, a class or a program. And a lot of them around town are at no cost, like the Small Business Success Series. All right. You can see this happening right now. 
hold on just a second. I'm going now and I got to finish telling them this. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry okay. about that. Okay. So I'll put in the, the um, business plan competition post that I put in, or you can go read about it on our website. The 2023 dates aren't posted yet, but they always run pretty similarly. Um, an app to recommend for the business plan? No, we don't recommend that you use an app or a forum even for the business plan. Although if you want to get started by looking at a forum for a business plan, SCORE has one on their website. However, what we do is we teach you how to write one where you really thought through everything that's involved in the plan. And one of the ways to do that is to go through our small business success series or there's a, a number of programs that, that um, there are three programs that we partner with throughout uh, the city of Houston. And if you've completed those, uh, that counts as your pre-qualifying class. I'm gonna, I just, I was typing this up while Beth was talking and I'm, so I'm gonna write this in there now too. And I'll, I'll copy, I'll cut and paste it in. So it's a long thing for a chat, but I figured uh, if you're looking for this right now, I will do it for you. And then we'll send you more information about it later. And just because you're here, you're going to be on our, our uh, email list. Some of you already are because you've come to other programs. But if you're new to this, you'll, you'll be on our email list now. And we'll send you more information about this. So it won't be all this information in the chat. But since you kind of wanted it right now, if you really want to cut and paste what I just put in the chat, you can read that. And it'll be better explain to you that um, we want people to understand what a business plan is before they get into the competition. So there's pre-qualifying uh, classes or programs. So the first ones, the partner ones are, if you've gone through the Houston Area Urban League Small Business Uni Development University, that counts. We, could, we think you know enough about a business plan to really uh, be, benefit from moving to the competition for us to help you refine and polish your business assumptions all throughout the spring with free advising and free training. If you've gone through the U of H Shore program, that counts. If you've gone through the Liftoff Houston uh, pitch competition, which is just wrapping up in early November, we also do training in that for the city of Houston. And if you've done all the training in that and you submitted a plan in that, we say that's good training to get ready to try for ours. Now uh, from HCC, you can go through the small business success series by HCC. And some of you are doing that right now and I recognize your names in here. So that'll count as your prerequisite to apply for the competition. Or you may be a student at HCC in college credit classes. So if you take in small business management, or entrepreneurship and economic development, that counts as your pre-qualifying class. Now, if you're all hearing about this and you're saying, shoot, I should have been doing this all year long, one of these programs, there is one other program that you a class that you can still sign up for and still pre-qualify to apply for the competition. And that's creating a successful business plan. And it's an online continuing education class. And it's a lot more brief and brisk than a college credit class. And you can take that at a self-paced rate or you can take it uh, in an instructor-led online environment that over a six-week period. So I ended all that uh, that I wrote in here with a link to that class. All these other programs that I've just described besides this are no cost except for the college credit class and the online CE class. So if you want to take a run for the competition, this is only $129. I say go for it and move through this, and it'll help you kind of get your thoughts on paper about the kind of business that you want to open. Business assumptions, we call it. And then you apply in January. And uh, if you submit a nice, strong application, then you can get accepted into the competition. And so um, that's it in a nutshell. If you need to know more about this, you're going to be getting more from us 
And then you, I'll also put in an email or I'll put in our email address for the Center for Entrepreneurship. You can call and ask questions, but most importantly, you're gonna get some more emails about this because for the next three or four months, a lot of people are gonna be getting ready to apply for the competition. And we want you to have the opportunity as well. Okay, that's it for me, Beth. You're back, keep going. I'm back, I'm back. All right, so, um, okay. So we were talking about, the next thing I wanna talk about is um, as a ranking variable is freshness. And, um, and what that basically means is that we're putting um, good quality content on our website on a regular, on a regular basis. Um, uh, I think that you, that those are the type of things. And what I'll say is one of the things that I have right now going on is I haven't really added um, a good, a good page to the website in a few weeks. And I see every time that that happens, our, our, our traffic starts to go back down and then I add something and it kind of poofs itself right back up again. So, um, I want to make sure that we're all always kind of on point with that and that we understand that we've really got to be, um, doing, doing all of that. Okay. Um, all right, so the next thing is we're going to talk about is page speed, and this involves how fast and how well built your website is. Back to the Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, hoo-ha. Those websites are built on platforms, and they generally cannot pass a speed test. Um, they don't have the right tools, the right backbone, the right everything. Your hosting company um, is uh, intimately involved in how well your website does and how well you pass a speed test. Uh, if you don't have a fast website if you, or a web host, if you have a web host that has an overburdened machine, um, you may have some issues there. If you have a uh, website and you don't optimize your images you might have a website a problem there um i, I i'm going to answer the hosting question in this way there are no good hosting companies out there and it's kind of why i started my own because i could never get anybody to do anything the way it needed to be done so um i i don't want to you know i don't want to they may be the greatest I, I don't know i haven't ever been there it's just my, my experience is i've never found a good hosting company to the point where i ended up having to build my own systems um with that said so i want to make sure that we understand that the performance is an important aspect of this um that there are and i don't want to get in a whole we've done a whole speed class type thing um over this year we'll do one again next year for sure um in fact that's frankly where we kicked off 2022 was talking about speed and websites and how fast things are and how fast your websites were being delivered um so that's a that's an important that's an important set of information um Knowing how to fix that website and how to put it back together uh, with a with a good um, caching system is a good good issue is a good thing to know. It says, what do you think of a platform? I I don't know I don't know anything about that one. I, I'm going to tell you you used a bad word. You used the word platform, and anything that is built on a platform is problematic. The beauty of WordPress is it's not built on a platform. There are people that have WordPress hosting platforms, okay? But I don't want you to get mixed up with this. Anybody that's a cookie cutter distributor for websites, 
are not good for Google. You need your own standalone file system that is tied to your own set of files and only your own set of files. So if your website lives and is created out of a system that creates, generates, or produces that website for you, that's not the right place to be. That's just not a good thing. Okay, so I think that I could go that out past that on 10 times over if I really wanted to. All right, so with that all said on page speed, I just need you to know that you need to make sure that your website is mobile friendly. Um, you need to know how to turn images off on a mobile site so that your mobile site is um, faster. Um, it just, it, it's all about speed. It's a big deal. I started my entire year talking about speed. I think we spent the first three months of the year talking about it. It was that important. I, I will tell you that we're going to start, start 2023 talking about content. You're going to all be sick of me listening to me telling you about content because it's really a big problem and it's a really big deal. Um, this says this, I built my site in Squarespace. What do I do now? A website needs to be built in WordPress. That's really the, the short answer. That is the same. That's going to be the same answer across all of these repetitively. It just needs to be built in WordPress. I think that's the quickest, safest, fastest way to kind of give you guys, um, the answer to this so that you, that you know that. Yes. You, well, okay. This is a good question. This is really a good question. <laughs> this is really a good question. It says, I'm an iOS developer. Am I better off building my own website from scratch using WordPress or hiring a developer? Uh, how do I want to answer this? Okay. If you hire somebody to build the website for you, you appended the word student after it, which implies that you're thinking, well, I can just get somebody to do the work for me and then I don't have to worry. I don't have to do it myself. The thing here is this, and I, and I have this, I have this problem probably every day of my life, okay? Somebody comes to me with a website that somebody else built that didn't know what they were doing and they made a mess and I spend the next two and a half months deconstructing something that was constructed by someone else. All right. I, I, I just spent this last weekend standing up two websites that were built on two different platforms because the previous web developers did a bad job. And if I had left it the way it was, it, neither one of those websites would have um, succeeded. So, and the trick is going to be, and this continues to be a trick, is how do I find a web designer that knows what they're doing? And, and, and I think that's, that's the problem that I, that I see with this. And it, and it's, and it's, you know, I used to have the discussion with customers about, well, I want pretty, I want big graphics, I want this, I want this. And at the end of the day, Google didn't want that. There's been improvements in technology that have allowed those things to happen. But just because you put the house together, it's like 
you know, you could put a house together and put some brick around a cardboard box. It doesn't mean you have a house. You know, and I and I, I get really um, it's a hard question to answer because I almost would rather say build it yourself using WordPress. Follow these classes, follow the old classes that I've given. And if you do that, you're going to end up having um, a, 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 a much easier time of to do it yourself. If you have the iOS developer situation going on. Yes, WordPress is built better than building your own stack. And I'll tell you why, because if you don't know what you're building in that own stack, and there's some slowdowns, there's some sluggishness. What I will tell you is I took WordPress. I have a gigged out version of it that we we have. It's already got everything in you need and it's optimized and the tools are there. You're going to have a whole much longer, harder road to go to try to get the stack to work right. And I'll give you, I'll give you a better, even better example of something. I know somebody that builds custom websites. And inevitably, every one of those websites does not succeed in Google because it wasn't built right. I have one that the outside of the website was built in the custom software, and I have a WordPress blog running inside of it. The WordPress blog is driving 80% of the traffic on the website. And we're talking a website that's doing probably 15,000 users a month. 80% is coming through the blog. The remaining balance is what's coming through. So I have a website that if I kick the WordPress out, I'd only have 15% of the traffic that I have now. I mean, so I, I, I'm, I'm going to say that I would think you're better off starting with WordPress and, and putting in what you need than you are trying to build it from scratch and then making sure that you have all the JavaScripts nested right, all the CSS put together right, that you don't you don't have all these DOM issues all over the place. Um, it also requires you to use a good builder with WordPress. I mean, I, I will say that too. Um, you know, we were using WP Bakery for the longest time and we switched over to Elementor and Elementor seems to be doing a far better job these days. Um, and it opens up a world of possibilities. I can do it quick, I can do it fast, and I can do it right, and I can do it um, the first time. That doesn't mean that somebody else can't come in and mess it all up with Elementor. Let's not get make a mistake on that. Um, but but I do think that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, information there. There's a lot of ways to look at that. But if it was me, I would not be going and putting together a, my own stack. I'd be taking WordPress using it. And and building my website out with that, especially knowing that, like I said, I've got my own like kind of you don't even no, it's not that I doubt your skills. You're not an SEO person, so you don't even know how to put it together. Right. That's that's the problem. You're a, you're a developer. Uh, you're not uh, you're not an SEO person. So I don't think I don't maybe I'm wrong, but I I, I think it's a different skill set on how to put together a website like that and how to make sure it runs lean. Um you know, and how it does that all right. So, okay. All right. Yeah. I don't want you to think I'm doubting you. I'm not doubting you at all, at, at all. Um, but I, I just would have some concerns about that's out of your wheelhouse. And although you probably could do a really good version of it, 
I don't know if it's going to check all the boxes that need to be checked in 2022. Um, when I have this other out-of-the-box solution that with a lot of fine-tuning meets the needs. Um, and that can always be improved. You know, uh, I will tell you, I had a website walk in uh, about three weeks ago, and it was built with a Divi Builder backend. And I, you know, I was I, I kept trying to get it to work right, get it to go work right. I, I finally ended up just saying I'm going to gut this thing out, and I and I gutted it out, took the builder out, put Elementor in, and just kind of fixed the pages up. And the website's doing significantly better just simply by changing the builder out. So I. I but I ha I didn't have to go through a whole lot of hell and torment because I already had a basically a WordPress website um, that I was working through. So I think it's a great question. Um, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it's been my top pick now for about a year, and it, and it's really doing well. I don't ever have to. I, well, the conversation that I don't have anymore is, well, if you weren't using a builder, we wouldn't have this problem. I have websites that are getting 90 and 100% using Elementor um, with a Lightspeed cache on it, and we're in great shape. I could never get to that with WP Bakery, and that was the pushback that I kept getting out of it. A um, lot of people say Divi does the same thing. I, I was struggling with the build of Divi that I was given on this website, so I ended up... Um, I ended up uh, a jumping ship on it because although I can use Divi, I, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't doing what I needed it to do. So um, that that's that story. So speed is important, um, and you need to make sure that that's there because these are those signals that they're looking for to make sure that they have going on. All right. Um, I want to let's see where do I want to go next. Um, the next thing we need to do is while we're kind of talking about all of this, um, I want to make sure we all understand. Oh, wait, we have another question here. Any other plugins or texts I should know about? Um, go look at the hosting package on the vertical website. All those plugins need to be in the in the in your build. All right. Um, if you go, if I want what I wanted to make sure that we all kind of were aware of too is what are the benefits of SEO um, and SEO traffic? Um, and the benefits are, if you do this all right, that traffic stays there for a while, all right? It, it'll, it'll actually do what it needs to do. Here's our brand ambassador now, by the way. He, he had to come and see how I was doing. Anyway, um, hello, little brand ambassador. So um, anyway... Yeah, he hey, did. If he people come me. back next month and the month after that, maybe they'll see him in his little ugly dog sweater. I know. I can dress him up for Christmas. I mean, I surely can. We're actually, we're talking about using him for the Christmas card. And somebody else asked me if I could use him for them to do the cover of a calendar um, for, that, for, their, uh, for their stuff. Although he's like jumping all over the place. Here, say hi to the nice people. Don't be all jumping around. He's, he's, a, he's a little busybody. So, um, but anyway, yes, and he did miss me because he's been taking a nap at my feet and then just, uh, anyway. So, I do, I have a little dog bandana. Dog bandana. Did you hear that? What? Somebody just said that she has to send you a dog bandana. Yeah, I have one that says vertical web on it. I think it's a little <laughs> big for him because he's still a little tiny baby. Um, he's only about seven pounds. He he looks bigger than what he is because he's kind of long. But 
Um, he's he's only about seven pounds, but yeah, he's just anyway brand ambassador. That's what he is. But I wanted to make sure that we understood that your SEO traffic, if you do this right, you can bring traffic up on the website, and the website can drive the business. Okay. Uh, seven thirty four about web hosting. Once I finish my website on Wix, GoDaddy, or Shopify versus WordPress, where do I go for WordPress website hosting? Okay, well, there's people out there that do that. Um, Vertical Web does it. I mean, there's like lots of places out there that do it. Uh, SiteGround does it. Um, there's there's several places to go to. Um, I, I, you know, again, like I, like I said, I started my own hosting company because I think everybody's terrible. So it's a hard, it's a hard thing for me to kind of answer. All right, let's see. Onward and upward. Um, this kind of dovetails back um, to uh, some of the next sets of basicness that we, I want to talk about. Um, I want to make sure that we know to pick a good solid domain name if you don't have one or if you have one that's on a new side and maybe it's not really working for you or doing what you need it to do right um you know there's there's you know there's things that you can do to pick a domain and pick a good domain so we used to buy domains that were things like residential landscape lighting design. Now the domain is LED spot. Um, you know, we we are all for not having these silly, long, uh, goofy, keyword, spammy <laughs> domain names anymore. Um, because Google's basically penalizing for them, but you want it to be realistic. So I don't know that... Um, and if you're only local, I'm going to come off it out a little bit because, you know, like we're finding like if we do chiropractor Kingwood, we're in a whole lot better shape than if we did, um, you know, uh, what the heck, wellness.com. So I would I would kind of make sure that your domain is solid. Uh, if it's a newer domain, you don't have a lot to lose. Maybe that needs to be looked at. Um, I did a lot of research. I, you know, we used to use SEO 411 as our domain name. And then somebody said to me, what is 411? Why does it say 411? Did you mean 911? And I was like, okay, either I'm getting old or everybody's getting young or something's going on there. So I ended up rebranding the company as Vertical Web because I kind of felt like it, you know, did more, did more for us. It was the best thing I've ever done um, because the change of the domain name, um, it, it really has seen everything take off and fly. It's a, it's a, it was a much solider than SEO 411. So um, this says Allie's Well Spa. How is that domain? Eh, I, it's okay. I mean, if that's the name of your business, I mean, I, I'm fine with it. But I mean, if you were going to put Well Spa Day Spa Laser hairremoval.com I'm going to say yeah don't do that you know that's a but if, if that's your name I mean I would I would go with that and be done with that all right let's see um I will say that you know um you want to you really want to be on I'm going to say a self-hosted platform and not a shared platform um there's a big difference uh in that um, so we've kind of touched on that. 
Um, I want to say to make sure that your website and your web address is secure. So you should be doing HTTPS on your domains. Um, a lot of hosting companies give that to you for free. Um, I'm going to say in a lot of cases, you shouldn't be paying for that anymore. Um, you need to make sure that their websites are uh, mobile friendly. I know that sounds like a funny thing to be saying in 2022. Um, but not all websites are mobile friendly. Uh, they don't they don't load up right. They don't set up right. They don't go together right, um, and that's a big problem. Um, I'm gonna skip site structure because we're starting to run uh, short on time here, um, and I think that that's a that's a class all on its own is how to set the website up on the website itself. It's a very important part because you're sending signals to Google and how you set that website up. And inevitably, I pull up somebody's website and that website set up completely wrong, stem to stern. Okay, so um, I want to just make sure that you know, we kind of know that. Um, one other thing that I'm going to tell you you need to do is you need to track your SEO success, okay? And SEO success is not always just about traffic. But like I told you earlier, it's a numbers game. And because it's a numbers game, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a situation where, you know, the more traffic you have, the more leads you have, the more likely you are to land the sale. Um, and, you know, at, at the end of the day, um, you know, you need to make sure that you know what's going on, what you're getting, where you're getting it from and how, um, it is and what's going on with it. Well, what, what I will say to you is you can do this through, you know, Google search console. You can use your, uh, Google analytics tool for sure. There's some, those are some obvious ways to track that. Um, I'd also talk about, um, I use a program on my WordPress sites that is called Stat Counter. Uh, it's a little piece of code, but it gives me the path for each of the users through a website. It gives me some clear overviews of what's going on and what's not going on. And, um, you know, it, I, I like having that level, that granular level. So if you're on a WordPress website and you want to kind of know what's going on on it, um, I'm going to I'm going to say to you that you probably want to look at Stat Counter because it's at least an idea for you to have an idea of what's going on with your website. Um, Google does not give you keywords that you're ranked on anymore. Uh, it's just they don't do it. It's made life a lot harder than it used to be. Um, but the thing is that I know intrinsically if that my, if my, uh, amount of keywords that my website is ranking on goes up, then I know that, um, I end up with more traffic and that that's, that's probably a better thing. Um, and I understand what that, what that is. Um, the other thing that I try to do is I try to make sure that I have a solid, voice in the echo chamber. So when somebody is looking for something about SEO in Houston, they find me. When they're looking for somebody for web design in Houston, they find me because that's what I want. So I want to make sure that I have as much voice in the marketplace as other people do. Um, and I think that's a, that's a, that's a big deal. Um, 
So I, I just, you know, I want to make sure that we understand that that's something that we want to look at and we want to do. All right. So that covers that one. Remind me, we need to talk about at some point, we probably need to talk about um, site structure. Um, and I'm trying to. All right. So I'm going to go through um, some of the on-site factors for the website that you need to have. Um, that need to be done right. And when I say on-site, I mean parts and on of your pages, okay? So when you look at a page, you need to make sure that these things are sitting on the website right. So first thing you need to have is the title tag, which is the title of your page. And it needs to not be um, Allie's Well Spa. It needs to be Wellness and Spa Services Servicing Houston, or something like that, okay? It doesn't need to be um, about your business. It needs to be about what your business does. Small business, bookkeeping, tax problems, uh, CPA, Houston, pipe, name of CPA firm. Um, that Those are important to put your title tag in right. The next piece down, I'm going to say, is the very first thing that Google should hit is an H1 tag, which is a headline tag that says what your website is about. Um, you don't want to say making a fresh approach for your life. Anybody know what that company does with that kind of an H1 tag? I see that all the time. All right. So that first thing needs to be um, laser hair removals and facials for servicing Houston. That would be one. That would be a, that would be one option. If I was a small bookkeeper in accounting, I would say bookkeeping and payroll services for your small business in Houston. Okay, so if you notice, I'm writing headlines. I'm not just writing flowery, unrelated content sitting at the top of the website. That's a big mistake I see. That needs to be addressed. Um, you need to have multiple headlines on your website, and they should be in descending order. So if I was going to talk about subheadings, I might talk about fruits and vegetables, and then I might talk about apples, oranges under fruits. I might talk about carrots and celery under vegetables. All right. So and as I do that, I move down the page. So fruits and vegetables would be a two. Uh, the word fruits would be a three, the word apple would be a four, and so on down the page. What you're doing is you're putting dividers into the page so that Google understands what's on that page, how that page is assembled, and you're putting, remember I told you it's all about signals, so these headline tags are signals. Contact us is not a single a signal, okay? So understand that's not something that you probably want to do with all of this because in doing that, you're going to end up with not the right signals. All right, so the next thing that you want to do to make sure that you um, you write a good on-site is make sure you have a good meta description or a good page description. So, um, you know, HEB sells fresh vegetables and fruits throughout the greater Houston area, sourcing those fruits and vegetables from local farmers, okay? That would be a description if that's what I was looking to do. 
okay? So you want to make sure that you have a good solid um, tag, uh, meta, uh, meta description in there so that you can do that. Now, what else I'll tell you on this is meta keywords. When you're looking at some of these builders, they say keywords. That's not a thing, and it hasn't been since February of 2009. So I would not get involved with trying to stuff keywords on the keyword line because it really is not um, not a thing. Okay, um, so um, you know that's that. Uh, the person that said. Um, no, I was fine with yours, Teresa. Cat Sitters of Houston is fine. That's what you do. That's what the, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that domain. Um, it says, are you sending out texts uh, from this checklist? Um, we will end up writing an article on this, and some of that will be in there. So uh, make sure you're on the mailing list. It'll alert you when we put up a new page. Um, it also keep you on the calendar um, so that you know when these classes are and what our topics are. We announce them the first uh, first of every single month, um, letting everybody know what our topics are and what we're talking about that month and what our schedule is. So um, that'll help you. But yeah, we'll put this page up. We'll we'll put this video up. We'll put the audio file up. We'll put all those things together, and that should that should make that work for you. All right. So uh, back to um, your page. So when I write my page, I may say, let's use the cat sitter. Five reasons why I need a cat, cat skit, uh, the, the cat sitter. Okay. And in that, it may be keeping the litter box clean, keeping your cat happy, um, making sure that if they're on medication, uh, if they're if they're ill, that there's somebody there to take care of them. If they're diabetic, um, you know, cats I guess get diabetic, so that would be. So there's multiple different reasons why I might need a cat sitter. So that might be a page or a part of my homepage that says five reasons somebody needs a cat sitter. All right, um, dog sitter. Your little Cooper, he shreds everything in America. He is a canine paper shredder. That's what I've been calling him. I literally have to vacuum my house three to four times a day for the amount of paper this dog shreds. So I need a pet sitter to come and keep him company when I'm not here so he's not shredding half of, half of America. Um, so, you know, that that might be, I might put a, a, a little anecdotal story about why I need this. This is home health care. Um, well, five, five attributes to look for in a home health care company. I mean, that's, that's, a that gives you, you know, companionship, uh, assistance. I mean, I, I have a dad in the upstairs that, you know, he really kind of needs somebody here at home, even though he doesn't need somebody to sit with him. Um, you know, leaving him unattended is a very scary proposition. Uh, you know, he, you know, he does stuff even when I'm home, let alone when I'm not home. So, um, those are the kind of those are the kind of stuff that you want to backfill onto a page. You know, that's that's all important stuff. Um, make sure when you name a page, you don't just name it silly stuff. All right. And what I mean when I say that is I see some people that rename their website pages page one dot html, page two dot html. What you actually want to use it is you want to be descriptive and what what you do with it. You want to make sure that if your service is cat sitting service, you want to say you don't want to just say services. You want to say cat sitting services. If you're advertising a one bedroom apartment, you want your page to be one bedroom apartment. 
Um, so there's there's a there's a lot of lot of stuff there um, that can be that can be looked at. Um, so there there's that. Uh, the other thing that we we want to look at is we want to make sure that we show why we're special and why we're uh, experts in our field. I I I can't stress this enough, and I think there's a problem generationally with this. So I, I'm going to say that everybody over the age of 45 needs to get over themselves and put themselves out there. We were all taught to be humble, not to be braggadocious, you know, to have some humility about us. Um, and that doesn't do well in the Google world. Okay. Uh, you need to be brash. You need to tell people, you know, what what you are, why you're good at what you're doing. Um, you know, the under the other 40 crowd is out there with their videos and their cameras and they they film everything that happens in their whole world. And they live. I don't know if you ever saw the old Truman Show movie where where Jim Carrey, his whole life was like on video and everything about it was a live broadcast and TV show. Well, that's how the under 40 crowd lives. So if we know that, we know that we have to compete with that. Then we, like I said, we got to, got to get over ourselves a little bit and, you know, put ourselves out there and, and, and be the expert that we are. Um, being humble is, is not necessarily notice. I said humble and not humble. Um, is not necessarily the right path, um, especially at least in a public persona with a website and, you know, where you, where you are. I mean, if you want to be humble the rest of your life when nobody, but on your website, please don't be humble. Okay. Um, we need to know that you are the source of the information, not where you get your information from. Um, because, you know, everything you read, you, you parse your your brain parses it and decides what you think about it. I can look at something and somebody could look at this coffee mug that's on my desk and say it's black. Somebody else could look at it and say it's off black. It's really a charcoal. It's not a true black. All right. Why I think that and what that is, that's my life experience that says that's a that's a charcoal mug and not a black mug. So take that and, and make that be the expert in everything you do and have your opinion. And, you know, uh, I was at a networking breakfast and somebody said that there's a lot of people that offer services, but it's your experiences that what sets your business apart. And I thought how profound that statement is. For me, there's there's a gazillion web hosting companies, there's a gazillion web designers, and there's a gazillion SEO people. They're a dime a freaking dozen, all right? I, I take any of them on and not because I, I think, um, you know, you know, I'm, I've got some ego thing It's because at the end of the day, 99% of them don't know what they're doing. All right. There's 1% and I consider myself part of that 1%, you know, so you guys should have that same, you know, feelings and facts about your business. Um, I think that's a good place to stop for tonight, Sandra. Um, do we have any questions? Because now would be the time to do that. This says the name Bell Sauna Med Spa or Bella Sauna. Does that make a difference? No. Because Bella Sauna are not English words. They're Italian words. So I wouldn't 
And I, I don't like the med spa part of it, to be honest with you, because that's kind of getting to be a yesteryear kind of a thing. But uh, yes, we do. Um, we do offer hosting. That's that's one of the that's one of the very first things I started with. We were a web design company, and people would call me. I would call for technical support, and they tell me that wasn't their job. I was like, well, if it's my job, I might as well just do it myself. And ended up having a whole hosting company out of it. So. Um, if you're going to tell me I need to go learn how to do it, that's usually not necessarily a good thing. This says, <laughs> this is a great question. If we hire a developer in the United States, how do they, how do we basically know if they're outsourcing their work or they're honestly doing it themselves? Um, yeah. Oh, I'm going to say to you that there's not a lot of people that do the work in the country, that they are fronts and they're basically money-making opportunities. And I, 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 for years, um, this is one of the things that really infuriates me, to be honest with you. Um, so I, I, I don't... I don't know how to know that. I, I genuinely don't. It's like, like I said, talk to the developers. I mean, talk to them on the phone. Not that I, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm English is my second language. So I, you know, I, I, I'm blessed that I don't have an accent. But anyway, I don't know. I, I don't know how to answer that because it's very hard to ferret that out. But if you start talking to some guy and he only works at two o'clock in the morning, it's a safe bet that he's not in the United States. <laughs> All right. What's the best time to talk to me? Huh, that's a good question. Um, it says, I had an email from an SEO one uh, from another. Oh, you're very welcome. Um, glad I was helpful. Um, and somebody else said thank you. So I appreciate everybody thanking and saying thankful. I'm I'm hoping everybody gets something out of it. That's really all I want. I'm usually the best time to usually get me is early in the morning. I will say that that before, other than if I have a networking event, usually earlier in the morning is better because by the time I get to three o'clock in the afternoon, I really don't much want to talk to anybody because I've been talking to people since five in the morning. Um, use thank the, you, uh, Beth. That means we are already keeping you awake late. I know you're good. Well, just so you know, I have to still go to a homeowners meeting after this. Oh, I, I, I got called to on. A, I told them I couldn't come tonight. They called me and said we need you to come. Oh boy! So thank you. All right. So we this one said, "Okay, so do me a favor. If you if you need if you want call, but leave." Uh, use extension 701 so it calls my cell phone and it leaves me a direct voicemail okay that's the best way to do it when you go through the service I don't see all those messages um, so go ahead and use my direct extension so dial the phone number and then extension 701 and that'll get you to me okay um so that'll solve that problem thank you sandra and thanks sandra. and we'll see you and i will be talking to you thank you very all right much. okay that goes for you too if you don't have my phone number if you can yeah. use 701 is my extension that's me thank you i'll pre i'll get in touch with you thank you very okay much. all right thanks guys everybody. have a good night thank you for making yeah. it so interactive because that's where we learn because we learn from others' mistakes and we also learn by others getting over. So thanks again. Okay. You're very night. welcome. All Good right. Bye-bye. Thank you, Alisa. Bye, John. Good night. That's a wrap for this week's Internet Marketing Clinic. We'll see you next week. Thank you.